Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Tuesday, the 29th of November, 2022. Trust you've had a great start to the working week, the last working week of November, before we jump into the 12th month of 2022. It's getting very, very close to the end of the year, so hopefully you're making every post a winner, and if you're not, hopefully you're setting the foundation for a big, big start to 2023, which uh, in today's podcast, I want to talk about a very, very important topic. Not that every topic that I talk about is not important, which they are, but uh, this one in particular is really, uh, really pertinent now. Uh, I'm having, or I have been having lots of conversations with uh, with leaders and some senior leaders over the last week or so, and uh, this theme came, keeps coming up, and this theme is the leadership shadow. So a question off the top is around this. And as a leader, as a sales leader, what is your leadership shadow and how deep and how long is your leadership shadow? And in fact, do you have a leadership shadow? I certainly hope you do. And if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what you're talking about, what is a leadership shadow? Hopefully, I will answer that question as well. So one of the things, of course, if you've been following the podcast, this one's got leadership all over it. You know that I'm very, very passionate about leadership and particularly when it comes to sales leadership really, really passionate on helping sales leaders become exceptional in what they do, hence the name of this podcast being the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. But what's really interesting is there's a lot of leaders out there who are not necessarily conscious of the impressions they're creating or the leadership shadow that they are creating. And from a, from a definitional point of view, leadership shadow is essentially the impressions that we create uh, with our team and certainly with our key stakeholders. One of the things that I've come to learn over, over many years working with uh, a lot of great leaders and also a lot of not so great leaders, as well as all the research I've done, all the courses I've done, a lot of the mentoring that I've had as well, is that great leaders, exceptional leaders have a high level of emotional intelligence. Now, they may also have a high level of capability, skill set, so a high IQ, very, very talented, very, very smart people, but they have this fantastic ability to be able to take that information, that skill set, that capability and make it relevant and contextualize it for their teams and their individuals within their teams. And this helps them cast a long leadership shadow because it's very, very intentional. Now there's four key elements to emotional intelligence, but I only wanna to touch on three today in terms of the, uh, setting up the context for this leadership shadow conversation. Firstly, they have a high level of self-awareness. So they're very, very aware of their emotions. They're very, very aware of how these emotions play out. They also are conscious of the fact that sometimes they can't control their emotions, but what they're really good at is identifying their emotions, being able to label those, being able to identify them, and then being able to understand any behavior that comes from those, those emotions, how it plays out in their team and in their environment. So high level of self-awareness. They also have a high level of social awareness, so they can read the play, they can read between the lines as to what's going on. So they have this ability to see what's happening, having conversations, watching actions taking place, and they can read between the lines. And the other key part about this is they have a high level of self-management as well. So being able to recognize their emotions, understanding how potential actions from those emotions may play out and how that might impact others. They can therefore manage their state of mind. They can therefore manage their behaviors. And ultimately, whilst they can't necessarily control the outputs in terms of the uh, the outcomes of their behaviors, they certainly can influence those 
behavior. So emotional intelligence is a key element of intentional leaders and exceptional leaders. And when it comes to the leadership shadow, they are very, very conscious, therefore, of the impressions they're creating by being more self-aware, being able to read the social situations, but also being able to manage themselves uh, as they go through the day, as they go through the week, as they go through the month. So they're very, very conscious, therefore, of the shadow that they cast. Now, they these guys, they walk their talk. How many leaders do you see and how many leaders do you know? And hopefully, these are leaders that you're not working for. Uh, how many leaders do you know who are very, very good at talking the talk, but not necessarily good at walking the walk? So they say a lot of good things. They might say all the right things. They might say the politically correct things. They might get up at the end of the month or at the start of the week or whatever the case might be and shout from the the hymn books or get on the soapbox. But when it comes to the action step, they're sometimes missing in action. They talk a good game, but they don't necessarily follow it up with great actions. The great leaders, the exceptional leaders, are the ones that are very conscious of the words they say, but also the actions that they take based on those words because they know that the combination of the words and the actions they take will create a certain impression uh, in their team, in their stakeholder groups, in their environment. So they're very, very conscious of that. And I've actually had a number of conversations over the last week in particular with, with leaders who are mid-tier leaders who are talking about and having aspirations to become more senior leaders and looking for opportunities to further their leadership credentials and their leadership development. But they don't necessarily have great role models that they're looking to in the senior echelons of their business. And it's a shame because these senior leaders, when I speak to them, they think they're they're doing really, really well. They think they're very intentional. They think their actions are in alignment with the values of the organization, the vision they've got for the business, but they're not net there's a disconnect. And often the disconnect is the fact they're not spending enough time uh, thinking about the, I guess, the decisions they're making and the actions they're taking based on those decisions and how it's playing out in the environment. So their leadership shadow is actually quite quite short, quite shallow. And when looking at the results of the organization of the teams that they look after, the results are not necessarily where they could be and certainly not where they should be. But there is this disconnect. And essentially, it comes down to one word, and that word is trust. There's a lack of trust because what you're seeing is the senior leaders are saying one thing or going down a certain path, but their actions are not necessarily matching perfectly the words that they're saying. So there's a disconnect. And when it comes to their people, they've got a question mark sitting over their head. So the, the leadership shadow is very, very short. Now, remember, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that there's three key questions our team are always asking. And this is what's happening for these senior leaders. The team are asking these questions. And for one of these questions, the answer is no. And because the answer is no, the environment that's been created is often going to be different than the intention that the senior leader had. So the three questions as a reminder, question number one is, do you care about me as a human being? Do you care about me as a person? Are you genuinely interested in me? Or are you just using me as a player in your game, a chess piece, a checker on a checkers board, whatever the case might be? Do you genuinely care about me? Second question is, can you help me? So how can you remove some obstacles? How can you help me in terms of upskilling me? How can you provide me feedback? How can you provide a platform for me to get better? How can you encourage me? So can you actually help me? And the third question is, can I trust you? Now, this one's the big one because often when people are asking themselves the question, can I trust my senior leader? What they're looking for is they're looking for a level of authenticity. And in many cases, they're looking for transparency. If you actually did a straw poll of teams right now, particularly in 2022, moving into 2023, and I know this word vulnerability is, is very big, particularly if you listen to Brené Brown, and that's a, it's a very, very strong word, but it's sometimes a word that I reckon gets overused a little bit, and a lot of people just apply, apply lip service to it. 
essentially we need to be vulnerable and we need to be authentic because what our team are looking for is they're looking for us to be genuine. They're looking for us to actually say things the way they need to be said. Don't necessarily have to sugarcoat things, but we also don't want to keep things from our team because when that happens, the level of trust starts to diminish. And as you know, if trust is broken, if trust is actually diminished, it's very, very hard to recoup that trust. And in some cases, depending on who the people are, it can never be recouped, which means that as leaders, if we're wanting to be exceptional, if we wanted to drive exceptional performance that becomes sustainable performance, we need to be really conscious of the leadership shadow that we are casting. And to go back to it, thinking about the leadership shadow, it is about the impressions that we are creating. So when we're out there talking to our team, when we're instigating strategy, tactics, having conversations, giving feedback, running strategy sessions, whatever the case might be, are we keeping in the forefront of our mind those key three key questions? Do I care about my people? Can I help them? And can I be trusted? Now, in terms of your leadership shadow, therefore, there are four key components that we need to think about that can help cast our leadership shadow. The first one is what do you say? So what do you say? How do you frame issues? How do you set context? Do you think really, really deeply before you actually open your mouth? And how do you how do you emphasize certain things? What do you know? What is a priority for you? And how do you set the context around that priority so you can communicate that message in a way that resonates with your key audience? That means sometimes you have to adjust your style, but you're very clear on what the words mean and what the intention behind the words are. So how do you frame that? Are you also aware of the impact of the comments that you make and the conversations that you have has on other people, whether it be directly or indirectly? So be very clear on what your thinking patterns are, but also be very clear on what you say. And this one in particular is one that I work a lot on with leaders because sometimes leaders uh, can get a little bit of ahead of themselves or they can sometimes be in, a, in their own bubble and not necessarily have some conscious awareness over the language they use and how that language can sometimes be interpreted by their team. So thinking very, very carefully before they say something about, okay, what is it that I want to say? What is the key message here? And thinking about how this message can be interpreted and potentially misinterpreted. Then they can actually be very, very intentional using the specific words and the specific phraseology with when they communicate that particular message. So that's the first one. What do you say and how do you say it? The second one is what do you do? So how do you act? So what are the behaviors? What are the symbols of those behaviors? What are the things you stand for? What are the things that people can see you do? How good are you at building relationships? And what do you do when potentially nobody is watching? I also talk to leaders about the fact that your team is watching your every move and often They'll be making assumptions based on what they observe. And if there's a disconnect between what you say and what you do, then that's when the question marks come up. But also they'll be watching for when you're doing things that perhaps when you don't think people are watching, and in fact they are, they're looking for, hmm, is this person acting with consistency? Is this person acting with integrity? Or are they doing things knowing that people are not watching, therefore they're letting their guard down a little bit? So we've always got to be on guard and assume that people are always going to be watching. And a classic example of this is when I talk to and when I work with a lot of leaders who may maybe have a branding on their um, on their uniform, they might wear a uniform, they might have some sort of brand that identifies the organization they're working, working with. Um, when they're out there in the marketplace, whether it be going to work, from work, uh, during the day, whatever the case might be, understand that the, the behavior that they demonstrate has a direct link to the brand that they represent. So when people look at you behaving in a certain way, they're now linking that behavior with the brand. And if that brand is a brand that they recognize, 
It's either going to enhance what they feel about that particular brand and whether they might do business with that brand or not, or it could actually diminish it. So be very, very clear and be very, very intentional with what your actions are and think about what are the impacts on others of your behaviors. So how you walk into a room, how you answer questions, how you do simple things like listen. Uh, what is it that you create in terms of the impression around your behavior? So that's the second one. What do you do? The third element of your leadership shadow is what you prioritize. So thinking about what sort of disciplines do you have in place? What sort of routines do you have in place? Who do you interact with? Now, do you interact as a senior leader with just your senior leader cohort or do you make it your business to be out there amongst your people, amongst the common folk, inverted commas, and building relationships knowing that those relationships will solidify and build the foundation for exceptional results moving forward. Unfortunately, my experience is working with a lot of senior leaders across a lot of organizations, there are a number of those senior leaders who make it a priority to not necessarily prioritize spending time with their team because they're so caught up in the busyness of being a senior executive. And unfortunately, these guys lose, I guess, the real core purpose of why they're there. They're there to serve their team. They're not there to be served by their team. So if we want to cast a really big shadow, be really clear on what I prioritize. And great leaders will prioritize being with their team, empowering their team, challenging their team, building relationships with their team, and in the process, building independence within their team so they don't have to be the person who has all the answers or to be the problem solver for every single issue. It's, uh, it's what we prioritize. So think about in your particular world right now, as a leader, what do you prioritize? What are you saying and doing that is important? So where are you placing your emphasis? Are you placing your emphasis on the internal meetings? Are you deciding to manage upwards? Or are you deciding to manage your team and manage them as a priority? I can tell you which one's going to cast a bigger shadow and it's not managing upwards. Just saying. And the last one is what do you measure? So what does success look like? How do you actually build some reward and recognition to what you do? How do you know you've achieved the impact that you're hoping to achieve and what sort of feedback are you getting either from yourself or from others to know that you're on track or that you are off track, but also building in some key milestones to know that, you know what, these are the things, these are the gates we need to move towards because if I can't measure something, it's going to be very, very difficult to manage it. So how do I measure this and how do I know I'm going to be on track? How do I know I'm going to be off track and how can I adjust accordingly? So knowing what to measure and knowing how to measure it is the fourth key area of the leadership shadow. So when you think about it as an exceptional leader, if I'm thinking about what my impressions are, what my intention is in terms of the impressions I want to create for my team, and really what we're talking about here is the leadership shadow essentially starts to talk about what is the legacy that you want to lead. Because ultimately, you don't want to be the catch-all. You don't want to be the person who is relied upon to set the strategy, to provide all the direction, to have all the answers, to set all the tactics. You want your team to take initiative. You want to be able to create people who become even better at what you're doing than you are to the point where you're no longer required. And this is the key thing around leadership that many leaders either neglect or choose to overlook. And that is, if I can identify people within my team who have the potential to become great leaders, and if I can help foster an environment that enables them to extract their potential and become better at leading than I am right now, then I've now, I've now cast a leadership shadow that potentially is generational. Now, the key thing is that when I say things like, well, we want, to make, we want to get to a position where as a leader, your role becomes redundant. Now, when we hear that, people think about that term redundant. They think, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. That is not the case. If you are really intentional what you're doing, and if you're going to cast a big, long leadership shadow, 
your role becomes redundant because you've got people who are more capable than you being able to take over the team and lead that team into the future. But guess what? Because of what you've now created, you will be recognized for that and there'll be opportunity upon opportunity for you to come in and potentially repeat the process. So that is the key thing. So I'll leave you with this question as we wrap up this particular episode. When you're thinking about the leadership shadow that you currently have, but also thinking about the leadership shadow that you want to create. I'm hoping that there's going to be a gap. So leadership shadow might be pretty good right now, but I want to challenge you to really sit down and think about what are the impressions that I'm currently creating. Are these the impressions that I want? Or sometimes are these the impressions that I'm just creating because I'm going through the motions of just doing things automatically? At least if you can start thinking about what is my intention in terms of what I say, how I act, what I prioritize, and now what I measure. If I can become a little bit more intentional in terms of the leadership shadow that I want to cast, then I can have a little bit more control over the environment that I create and therefore the outputs that we get. So I trust that message helps and I trust that message reaches you at the right time. And of course, if you'd like some help with any of this, if you'd like to have a conversation around leadership and potentially get me to help you become uh, an exceptional leader and help you do that over the next 90 plus days, I'd love to have a conversation with you about working one-on-one. Two ways to do that, simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what's happening, uh, put a strategy together and start the implementation part of that strategy ASAP. And the other way to get access to me, of course, is by a text message at direct number 412 or if you're from interstate, plus 61 So look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.